The citizens of the earth are in the downward spiral of self-destruction, and it is a result of who they follow. Satan is the thief in the scriptures, and Jesus says this of the thief in John 10.10, The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 calls the devil the God, little g-o-d of this world, and he got the deed to this earth by deception. When the devil is tempting Jesus, he makes this telling statement in Luke 4, 5 and 6, and the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Satan stole the deed to this earth right out of the hands of Adam and Eve, to whom God had given dominion over all the earth. The devil deceived Grandmother Eve, and Adam followed her pernicious ways. And here, Satan becomes the god little g-o-d of this earth. All of Adam and Eve's children were spiritually stillborn, thus the need to be born again. All of Adam and Eve's children were purchased by the devil, thus the need for Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, someone to buy us back. Listen to how the Bible describes man's condition pre- and post-redemption. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 7. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. The citizens of the earth are in a downward spiral of self-destruction, and it is a result of who they follow. They booze, dope, lust, fear, hate, kill, and worry themselves to death because their leader requires it. That is his M.O., and he has no other. The only way to escape the deadly downward spiral is to turn around and go the other way. Simple, right? Turn around and follow the leader that leads to life and life more abundantly, even eternal life. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again? If not, you are caught by the spirit of self-destruction, but that will change today if you follow me in a simple prompt that I will offer in just a moment. Jesus said in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Today, all your sins will be forgiven. Today, 
all of your shame will be lifted. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken. The bigger, the better. Today, you will become brand new. This very moment is so pivotal to you. Imagine your eternal soul is in your own hands and hinges on your next decision. Here is the simple prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the invisible kingdom of God. What is your decision? Now for today's subject. God said, 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. God said, 1 Corinthians 5.7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. God said, Colossians 1, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Man said, These fundamentalist extremist Christians are disconnected from reality. Can you imagine? Their Jesus and their old Bible are their answers to everything. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 1,121, that will once again contend for the faith. Each of these Bible-certifying features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and to be used as ammunition in the battle for the lost and bound sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming today. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ. That's from the beginning unto the end and even beyond, even into eternity, because this pleases the Father. For in his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, all fullness dwells. Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. This short series will address the uncontestable singularity and allness of Jesus Christ the righteous. The saints are astounded to hear Satan's champions clamor for truth when truth is so absolutely ubiquitous. However, do keep in mind that Satan's champions are all deaf and blind, yet they deceive the simple and unsuspecting and believing that they can in fact hear and see. The amazing singularity of Jesus Christ, from molecule to man and before and beyond, is a marvel to behold. This Christ is the center of all things visible and invisible, and it is by him that God created the earth, its universe, and all the dazzling life forms that inhabit it. Hebrews 1, 2, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. The ranks of the faith are accused of being simple-minded, uneducated, and easily led. Imagine, they crow, these dim-witted Christians actually believe Jesus Christ is the solution to every problem. Well, imagine this, in the ranks of the faith we all shout, Amen! In this series, four amazing singularities will be highlighted in each feature, and as one should suspect, this will merely be skimming the surface. Number one, the entire Old Testament revolves around Jesus Christ. 
Concerning the law, the word of God declares that it was a shadow of and a schoolmaster to bring us unto Jesus Christ who came to fulfill the law. Colossians, excuse me, 2, 16 and 17. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Galatians three twenty three and 24. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Consider the work of the schoolmaster in Genesis 1, 3 through 5. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. On day one we see the true light. The sun, the moon, and the stars were not created until the fourth day. Science now theorizes that there was radiant light before the sun. Jesus clarifies in John 8, verse 12, Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Consider John 1, 7 through 9. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Several years ago, microbiologists were shocked when they discovered that a spark of light shoots forth when an egg and sperm come together to form life. That, of course, is conception. And here the quickening light of Christ brings forth life. He is the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, and he is also the light of the world in the most literal way. An excellent example of the marvelous principle of the Old Testament shadow bringing us to Christ is found in the Jewish Passover. The children of Israel were in bondage under the heavy hand of Pharaoh, a Satan shadow, and were slaves unto the Egyptian people. Moses is a Christ figure in the Old Testament, and he goes to Pharaoh to speak on behalf of God, telling Pharaoh, Let my people go. Pharaoh refuses, and a series of deadly plagues falls upon Egypt. The final plague that broke Pharaoh's stranglehold on the Jewish people was the slaying of the firstborn, Exodus eleven four through 6 And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. The Passover lamb was central to this final plague upon Egypt. Regarding the blood of the lamb, Exodus 12, 7 and verses 12 through 14 read as follows. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, 
and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Watch the shadow now as it meets the marvelous fulfillment in Christ. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. John the Baptist says of Christ in John 1, verse 29, The next day... John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ is crucified on the Jewish Passover. And 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8 reads, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. When the destroyer sees the blood applied to a house, he must pass over that home. Exodus twelve twenty three. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. When Satan sees the blood of Christ applied to the doorpost and lintel of the believer's heart, he must pass over, thus the name Passover. God commands the faithful to observe the Passover forever, which we do in the observance of the Lord's Supper. Jesus Christ, remember, was crucified on the Passover. The entire Old Testament revolves around Jesus Christ because it pleases the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Jesus Christ is the singularity. He is the allness. Number two. Jesus Christ is the singularity, the allness of all creation. Everything by design must revolve around him because this pleases the Father. Nuclear physics knows it as QCD, or quantum chromodynamics. From the biography on the jacket of Michael Gillen's book, Believing is Seeing, you'll find this. Michael Gillen, Ph.D., is a graduate of UCLA and Cornell University with degrees in physics, math, and astronomy. The former science editor for ABC News, he taught physics at Harvard for eight years, and is the host of the History Channel series, Where Did It Come From?, and producer of an award-winning family movie, Little Red Wagon. He hosts the weekly podcast, Science Plus God with Dr. G, sponsored by K-Love and Air One Radio Networks, is the president of Spectacular Science Productions, and speaks to audiences worldwide. Dr. Gillen weighs in regarding nuclear physics and QCD. We scientists believe the universe is pushed and pulled by four different forces. The strongest one, aptly named the strong force, holds together atomic nuclei the way corn syrup holds together popcorn balls. 
The strong force is at the very core of our of our physical being. It's what holds us together. Without it, poof, we disintegrate and blow away like dust in the wind. And that's not all. The strong force is a profound mystery. It originates deep within atomic nuclei, out of sight, and what we call quarks, the invisible and enigmatic components of protons and neutrons. No one's ever seen a quark. And if QCD is correct, no one ever will. Using the most powerful particle accelerators in the world, we bombarded the heck out of atomic nuclei in hopes of busting loose a quark, but with no such luck, end of quote. Without the strong force, Dr. Gillen writes, without it, poof, we disintegrate and blow away like the dust in the wind. Everything, the earth, its universe, the life forms that inhabit it, everything was made out of the invisible by God. He most literally spoke all things into existence with his words of intent, and he spoke through Jesus Christ. It is also the power of these very words that nuclear physics knows as the strong force, which holds all things together. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. By Jesus Christ, all things consist. The Oxford Dictionary defines consist. To have a settled existence, subsist, hold together, exist, be. It also references Colossians 1 verse 17 just quoted. In the strong Force, nuclear physics has discovered the singularity that holds all things together. Thousands of years before science came to that conclusion, the children of God were already there, enjoying the bounties of the beautiful book. What science calls the strong force, we correctly call Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Number three. Jesus Christ is the singularity, the oddness of creation. God is the master of detail, and the deeper they look, the more Jesus they find. Singularity, number three, is a little more granular than the strong force. Singularity, three, regards the biological scaffolding that holds every organ in place. The following excerpt is from the God Said, Man Said feature, The Cross and Laminin. Jesus Christ is the center of our molecular structure. No discovery, scientific or otherwise, will ever controvert this truth. God is such a marvelous master of detail. 
His forethought and handiwork is glorious to behold. Keep in mind as we continue that God created all things by Christ Jesus and that he knows the end from the beginning. His foreknowledge is all-encompassing. Keep Revelation 13, 8 in mind as you visit this series. It speaks of the son of perdition and Christ. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. A brother in the Lord forwarded an email to God Said Man Said concerning a sermon by Louis Giglio, which addressed laminin, a protein central to life, and its association with Jesus Christ. Surely the master of detail shows his hand. Concerning laminin, Wikipedia reports the following. Laminins are major proteins in the basal lamina, one of the layers of the basement membrane, a protein network foundation for most cells and organs. The laminins are an important and biologically active part of the basal lamina, influencing cell differentiation, migration, adhesion, as well as phenotype and survival. Laminins are trimeric proteins that contain an A chain, a B chain, and a Y chain found in 5, 4, and 3 genetic variants, respectively. The laminin molecules are named according to their chain composition. Thus, laminin 511 contains A5, B1, and Y1 chains. Fourteen other chain combinations have been identified in vivo. The trimeric proteins intersect to form a cross-like structure that can bind to other cell membrane and extracellular matrix molecules. The three shorter arms are particularly good at binding to other laminin molecules, which allows them to form sheets. The long arm is capable of binding to cells, which helps anchor organized tissue cells to the membrane. The laminins are a family of glycoproteins that are an integral part of the structural scaffolding in almost every tissue of an organism. They are secreted and incorporated into cell-associated extracellular matrices. Laminin is vital for the maintenance and survival of tissues. Defective laminins can cause muscles to form improperly, leading to a form of muscular dystrophy, lethal skin blistering disease, uh, and defects of the kidney filter. To recap, laminin influences cell differentiation, influences cell migration, influences phenotype and survival, is the scaffolding in almost every tissue of an organism, and laminism is that which holds life together. The following is a picture of laminin. Do you think it's coincidental that laminin is shaped exactly like the cross of Jesus? Colossians 1.17, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Noah Webster defines consist to stand together, to be in a fixed or permanent state, as a body composed of parts in union or connection, hence to be supported and maintained, end of quotes. Everything, all things, revolve around Jesus Christ because this pleases the Father. Number four. Things often seem unrelated, but closer examination reveals Jesus Christ, God's singularity. One gesture means the same thing in every language. Hands raised above one's head, with palms facing outward, 
is the universal sign of unconditional surrender, as you should expect. This revolves around Jesus Christ, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Just hours before his crucifixion, Jesus prays in the garden three times, asking the Father for a reprieve from the terrible suffering that lay before him. In each request, Jesus unconditionally surrenders his will to God. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, verse 42, and verse 44. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. When he was nailed to the cross, it was unconditional surrender, hands lifted high, and palms facing outward. In Psalms 141, the lifting up of the hands is equated to the evening sacrifice. Psalms 141.2, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. The sacrifice, of course, is the Old Testament shadow of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. Romans 12.1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. How about this amazing verse? Luke 9, verse 23. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. A person who is born again is a walking, living sacrifice who takes up his or her cross daily, following the King of glory with hands lifted high and palms facing outward in unconditional surrender. In the first example in this series of Jesus Christ's singularity, you read of the Jewish Passover, which is a staggering shadow of the Christ to come, even as 1 Corinthians 5, 7 writes, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Imagine, even the blood applied to the doorpost and lentil is a sign of the cross. When children of God make the sign of the cross, it is with hands lifted high, and palms facing outward, the ultimate sign of unconditional surrender and sacrifice. Jesus Christ is the singularity, God's allness. Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. He is the center of all things, and the only name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Choose Christ, God's allness, and live life and life more abundantly, even eternally. God said, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. God said, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, 
as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. God said, Colossians 1, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all, all, the word is all, fullness dwell. Man said, these fundamentalist extremist Christians are disconnected from reality. Can you imagine? Their Jesus and their old Bible are their answers to everything. Now you have the record.